throughout this whole Lenten season, we are preparing ourselves to renew our baptism. On the first Sunday of Lent, we saw how baptism makes us sons and daughters of God. And with that, we receive the strength to fight for that identity. Last week, we reflect on the logical consequence of that fact, because if we are all sons and daughters of God, we are brothers and sisters. And on this third Sunday of Lent, we want to explore a third consequence of baptism, that is receiving a new relationship with ourselves, not with God, not with others, but with ourselves. And today we will ask this grace of being reconciled with ourselves. We will ask today the freedom that comes from understanding who we are to the eyes of God. In the original state, when God created man and woman, truth and freedom were intrinsically connected. Adam and Eve experienced a great interior freedom, and they experienced a profound harmony and acceptance of themselves because they would always comprehend each other under God's gaze and truth. Their identity was based on a relationship. They were sons of God, and that's why this truth would grant them freedom. All their interior world, all their interior life was enlightened by God, what was under his presence. Their spiritual thirst was quenched because they lived in that stream of the love of God. And for this reason, they didn't need to pretend, they didn't need to justify themselves, they didn't need to hide, to invent excuses, to lie, because they would always knew who they were and who God was. We could say that they could laugh about themselves. And the tragedy of original sin is that it introduced specifically a split between truth and freedom. Adam and Eve, for first time in history, they thought that they would be freer by seeking their own truth. And when they hide from God, automatically they hide from themselves. They could not longer comprehend themselves as sons and daughters of God. And that's why both their truth and their freedom was lost. And we still suffer those consequences. We have inherited an instinctive habit of building our steam, our identity, separated from God's love. And when we cannot see ourselves as beloved sons and daughters, we lose both our truth and freedom. Because if we are separated from this light, we start not only failing, but we cannot stand failing. And so we start living under our people's case, and so we start hiding whatever might compromise our reputation. But the good news is that Jesus came from heaven to set us free. He came to, to give us what St. Paul called the glorious freedom of the sons of God. And that is why his strategy was to reconcile 
Once again, what was separated, truth and freedom. And in John's Gospel, he says, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And this is exactly what happens in today's Gospel, in Jesus' encounter with this Samaritan woman. Jesus led this woman from interior slavery to a radical freedom. And he accomplished this by a three-stage process. First, he awoke in her a thirst for truth. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Using a symbolic language, Jesus was saying, woman, for so many years, you have been alienated of yourself, that you have downgraded your expectations. You have got accustomed just to satisfy your biological thirst, but you have buried, you have neglected your spiritual thirst. More than water, you need reconciliation, Jesus was saying to this woman. And we can presume this woman knew scriptures, so probably when Jesus said this, she recalled the prophet Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah, at one point, he had complained to the people of God because he had forsaken God, who was meant to be the fountain of living water. Instead, Jeremiah said to the people of God, they had made themselves broken cisterns which could not hold water. What an image. A people that was meant to live in the streams had become like cisterns, broken cisterns that could not hold water, could not hold the gift of God. And something got started in, in the heart of this woman because she said, give me this water. The second stage was to face this woman with her truth. After this, a time of verbal byplay, and after that time was over, Jesus said, go call your husband and come here. And we can imagine her shocked. Probably she grew white as one that has seen a sudden apparition. And I think that indeed she had, for she had suddenly caught sight of herself for the first time in her life. She was suddenly compelled to face herself the total inequality of her life, maybe for the first time in years. And notice how delicate Jesus is. We see the charity of the Savior in, in this phrase. He says to her, you're right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. This is a very important detail. By saying what you have said is true, Jesus starts healing the heart of this woman. For first time, someone knew her whole life. She was no longer anonymous, but someone, she was for first time being seen and known by someone. And this is so crucial for us because only the one who recognizes, and we ask this grace on this mass, only the one who recognizes his sin before God can discover God's goodness, God's forgiveness. Her experience began by being compelled 
to face herself and see herself as she was. And if we recall the same happened to Peter after that miraculous catch, when Peter suddenly discovers the majesty of Jesus, he only could say, Lord, depart from me because I am a sinner. Accepting our miseries is hard, but it's redemptive. It is the only way to recover the freedom of an authentic relationship with Jesus. The Samaritan woman experienced this love of Christ, and so she could love herself in a new way. And finally, after awakening the truth and the thirst in her heart, she make of her an apostle, and this is amazing of this gospel. The final stage of healing, of accepting our story, is that our story becomes a powerful testimony for others. We start witnessing to others that the Lord has set us free. And that's why, after encountering the love of Jesus, she runs to Samaria. A detail, she left the bucket there as a sign that she would be back and says, come, see a man who told me everything I have done. And this is so beautiful. Precisely what she had hid for so many years, now was being testified to others. All her past becomes secondary because she realized in that moment that her deepest truth was not her past. This woman understood that she was more future than past, that her deepest story was to be a redeemed woman, someone that had been looked and known by Jesus. And so she was no longer afraid of being her misery exposed because she was convinced that there was something deeper in her. Beneath darkness, there was light in her heart. And that's why she could say, I am a redeemed sinner. Come and see what this man has done in my life. I am a daughter of God's mercy. This past January, I met an amazing woman. She's called Kelly Lester. And for 15 years, she lived really in darkness. She, and she gave a testimony about this. She was molested by a member of her extended family when she was three. She was raped at the age of 12. Her first out of four abortions took place when she was 15. And then she said that she began pursuing something or anything that could kill the pain. She became a prostitute. And later on, she says, before I knew it, I was running drugs from New York to Florida. She got thrown in jail. She was physically beaten in drug deals that went wrong. Even her car, her car blown up by an angry supplier. Later on, she began to work in the abortion industry where she had her first abortion. For 15 years, she ran away from God. But one day, in the same, similar to the Samaritan woman, she encountered God. She felt God saying to her, have you had enough? And she said that she thought, Lord, do you know the things I have done? And she heard back, yes, Kelly, 
But if you follow me, I will make beauty from ashes. And since she accepted God's forgiveness, she reconciled with herself and she began a path of redemption. She understood as the Samaritan woman that there was someone that knew her and could forgive her. And after that, she not only accepted all her miseries, but they became a source of strength for her. Today, she's married, she has six kids, and works for a pro-life uh, organization that is called Pro-Life Ministries. And they minister to abortion clinic workers. This is the amazing grace of God, the possibility that today the Lord is offering us. Jesus made beauty from ashes. And that's why in this Mass, there is a grace for all of us here. No matter if you are coming back to Mass after many years, if you come every Sunday. A grace of accepting ourselves by living in truth in the presence of Jesus. And for this reason, we want to offer today after this Mass with Father Joseph to stay here in confessions for all of those who may want, as this Samaritan woman, to make a turning point in your life tonight. Tonight, the Lord is calling all back, all his sons and daughters. It's a night to come back to the living water and to recover freedom. So I invite you, make of this night a turning point. And let Jesus make beauty from ashes. <laughs>